0: you're listening to this is spinal crap the podcast about living well with spinal cord injury
1: remember if you heard it on this is spinal crap it's probably not medically correct so always check with your spinal unit or an appropriate medical professional
2: This is Spinal Crap is sponsored by Coloplast, providing effective solutions for bladder and bowel management. Hi, you're very welcome to the very first episode of This is Spinal Crap. We're really excited to be in the studio today for our very first episode. And we thought it would be nice to let you know a little bit about us and how we all came by our spinal injuries. So let me introduce you to the team here. I have Ian Mackey, Chris Keogh. Hello. Grace Spence Green. Hello. Rubayet Ahmed. And Mark Henderson. Hello. And I'm Ruth Early. Everybody say hi. Hi Ruth. Hi, hello. Um, so before we were the spinal crap team, we were a very different kind of team. Um, we met earlier this year at the Spinal Interspinal Unit Games when we represented our spinal unit, the London Spinal Cord Injury Centre. Um, So some of our paths had crossed a few times before that. um, But it was when we were put together as a team that we all became friends and realised that one of the things we had in common was a positive outlook. um, And one of the others was a sense of humour. So we decided to start a podcast to share both of those things with other members of the SCI community. And of course, anybody else who wants to listen. We're all quite new to our um, spinal cord injuries. And in the next six episodes, we're going to explore a lot of the issues that are common to people with all levels and kinds of spinal cord injury. And we've all come by our spinal cord injuries in very different ways. So I'm going to ask some of you guys about your stories. Rubes, you had your injury while you were on holidays. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah, so um, early September last year, 2018, I was on holiday with my mates, 12 of us. So a very big group. Um, I was in Croatia and we decided to rent these quad bikes and go on a mountain trip. Uh didn't go really well, the mountain trip, because it, it, <laughs> I, I never made it down the mountain <laughs> with the quad bike. <laughs> I thought you did get down the mountain, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just not in a yeah. good way. No, not, not on the quad bike. I got <laughs> down the mountain, but not on the quad bike. Uh, yeah, so there was a path where I don't know what happened. It's a bit of a blur. Like, I was awake for the, uh, the whole accident, but what happened between me being on the quad bike and flying off is what I can't remember. But all I can remember is I was steering to the left, and I saw the back of the quad bike, just giving up on me. And next thing I know, I was in the air and had to let go of my quad bike. Came down and, well, first thing I banged my head on a rock and then my spine. And I knew, I knew I was paralyzed instantly because I could feel my legs leaving my body. Like I felt lighter, straight away. Wow, man. Yeah, and you, down, right?
2: you had your surgery in Croatia then?
3: Yeah. So, on I had to wait two hours for the ambulance because they couldn't find us. So my mate had to use Siri. To find the coordinates and stuff, good thing we got technology. Yes, right. uh, yeah, then helicopter straight to the, straight to the, helicopter. yeah, because we're on a boat, uh, we're on a uh, island, yeah, yeah, no All hospital right. in the island. Good. So we had to go split, which was in the nearest city. Yeah, yeah. And from there, I had to wait another couple of hours for uh, for the surgeon because he wasn't there, he was on call. And when I got there, they done the operation. And we'll, I was there for a week in Croatia and just Completely different from the UK, the hospitals there. In what yeah.
4: way? How was it different?
3: Five of us in one room. Like there was wow. about, like literally, could not even walk in it. Like, And you could smoke in the room. Really? <laughs> was, wow. Yeah, oh you could God. smoke in the room. Yeah, I had the, wow. the guy, <laughs> my roommate, Donche, he, he had an operation on his leg. And he was in the bed next to me. And he, would walk, he could walk, so he walked to the thing, to smoke, to the window. When he had this operation, instead of telling him to stop to smoke... To make it easy for him, they moved the bed next to the window. (laughs) easier.
0: (laughs) Efficient, like it.
2: (laughs) And how did you get home then?
3: Um, I got home on a commercial flight, which uh, was probably the worst thing because you are on your own row, so you get a new place in there. And you, I had to buy nine seats on a commercial flight (gasps) and put a stretcher on top of the nine seats, Mm -hmm. and then. I'm a big guy. Are like, you that long? <laughs> <laughs> I'm that long and that big. So it, it took a lot of people to get me in and out of the airplane because it, it's a commercial like very tiny airplane so yeah. not not Airbus or anything so it was quite hard to get in and out and stuff. Yeah, and yeah that's how I got back.
2: Um, and you weren't, uh, you had insurance but it didn't cover you, is that right?
3: Uh, no, I didn't get insurance this time because last time I got insurance, I went touring to ski and the insurance said we don't cover extreme sports and quad biking was one of them. Mm. And most of the things I was doing in Croatia were extreme sports, like ziplining, canyoning and stuff like that. So it wouldn't have covered it. So that was the point of spending the money in it. But mm. I kind of regret. I think I should always get insurance. Out of interest, did
4: anyone else in your group have insurance or not?
3: About, I think, three or four of us did. They did the, I did. Our know. first... A ski trip, everyone did. Yeah. And then only three people did. Right,
2: okay. Ian, you also had an accident. Um, what was your story?
4: I did, yeah, on the way to work. I was, um, I commuted to work, or commuted to work uh, on a motorbike, uh, doing about 130 miles a day, uh, 70 miles there and back. And Sunday before Christmas, 23rd December, um, I was filtering on the M25 coming towards the A3 junction and a guy pulled across in front of me and hitting that guy, pushed me into a car in lane two. The bike somersaulted, sort of impaled me as it somersaulted and uh, wow. broke my back, both my femurs, both my legs, and then threw me across two lanes of traffic onto the hard shoulder.
2: Yeah, Rubes had said that as soon as he had his accident, he knew that he had done serious damage. Was that the same case for you?
4: Um, no, to be fair. I Initially, when I landed, because I've, I've, I've raced motorbikes, I've done all sorts of things on bikes, so you do a sort of checklist as you go through to see what you've, what you've, what, how you've hurt yourself. So I did a checklist, head's okay. Well, that was lucky. I thought, you know, I haven't hit my head. And then as I looked down, my legs were obviously broken. So that's when I realised, okay, this isn't good. They were sort of bent over each other. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Um, and then I realised I couldn't actually feel anything. So it was a bit of time, and I think, well, I can't actually feel that, and it looks like that should hurt. So I think I might have done something to my back. It was my immediate sort of thought after, you know, a few seconds, as it were, when I was doing the sit checklist. So crash helmet off, earplugs out, make sure, you know, start waving so that people, you know, started coming over to me. And they realised I wasn't dead, so it must have looked quite horrific as I was flying through the air. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then just said to them, if I lose consciousness, then let the ambulance know that I, I've broken my back. Um, which I think has sort of helped me, really.
2: And how important was your safety equipment?
4: Oh, massively. Pretty much saved my life. There wasn't a mark on me apart from my broken legs. Um, I wasn't bruised. There was no internal injuries. Um, but bearing in mind, my clothing probably cost me more than my motorbike cost. Um, okay. My motorbike had done sort of 75,000 miles. <clears throat> my, you know, my clothing was crucial for me surviving, pretty much, I would say. I was actually wearing a back protector. Okay. Um, so if I hadn't been wearing a back protector, I'd literally would have been snapped in half.
3: Well, you um, got lucky that you landed on the harsh shoulder and not exactly, on the traffic Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I went over the,
4: the traffic as well. Exactly, oh, because, because you landed there was, dead. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've replayed the, the scenario, the accident in my head so many times. And that was the best scenario. That's the, what mm. I've got is the best outcome. Otherwise,
3: I'd be dead. So I think I'd, we all did get the best. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so still here. Um,
2: on that note, I think it's important to say, Ian, that today you arrived walking with your stick,
4: Yes. which is amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. to see. Yeah, thank you very much.
2: Delighted.
4: Yeah, my chair is in the car. To be fair, but uh, yeah, short distances and stuff, I can I can use a stick. So that's yeah, brilliant. absolutely chuffed.
2: Congratulations. Really chuffed. Thank man. you. Very good, Ian. Oh sorry. Chris, um, Mm -hmm. yours wasn't so much of an accident as a really kind of a freak injury. What happened to you?
0: Um, So I was playing football for my local football team, AFC All, Uh, pick them up on here, love you boys always. (laughs) And it was a standard match. We were 2-1 up, about 17 minutes in, I think. I come on a substitution. I was just trying to kill the game. A ball came up in the air, and I was completely unchallenged. No one around me. All I was trying to do was head the ball into the corner to try and waste time. I jumped up to the air. Next thing I know, I'm on the deck. I'm in extreme pain, and I can't move anything, like any of my body. I lost the movement of my arms, My hands. Everything, Um, but I was really lucky in that there was a junior doctor on the other team because I don't think any of the boys uh, knew how serious the injury was. I remember hearing, you know, my uh, centre back, our captain, be like, "Get up, Keo, what are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm trying, I'm trying." Uh, And the doctor, you know, came over and he's like, "Actually, this is really, really serious. Call an ambulance." So thankfully, he knew, you know, to not move me or anything like that because I think some of the boys talking to them afterwards. Uh, would have put me in the recovery position or something like that. Yeah. So I'm again, you know, talking yeah. about yeah, that's right. luck and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, it's unreal. So yeah. the referee knew he put um, sort of pressure on my neck to make sure they wouldn't move, and then no other further damage would have been done. But but yeah, really, really freak injury. Um, but yeah, you know, it could, could have been worse again. Yeah, yeah, could have, yeah that's could have, right. Could
2: have died. And I mean, for your injury is is qu- at quite a high level. So for your level, uh, yeah. you've actually got quite a lot of movement.
0: Yeah, so I broke my neck at C6, C7 level. Um, and yeah, so I had the surgery at St. George's, got rushed straight away and uh, came out not having any movement. And then all of a sudden I started to get flickers in my hands and then my arms and managed to make a full recovery of that. And now, mm-hmm. yeah, I've started to get some movement back in my left leg as well. So I can sort of bend it, move my toes and so on. But not enough to stand on, just yet,
4: but. Did they plate your neck or did they just operate and move the?
0: um So actually, yeah, I had one massive incision at the back, one in the front. So what he did essentially moved my entire, I guess, throat or sarcophagus, whatever it's called, to the side and then put in bolts Wow. Um, oh, to secure wow. them back in, because what happened was essentially the neck, the bones in the neck like overlapped one another. So you had to pull them out, straighten them. Uh, I was really lucky not to sever my spine. To be yeah, honest, outside. I just pinched it really goes. tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you moved them back, uh, yeah, secured them. So I, I couldn't swallow because uh, my, yeah. you know, throat was so sore or so like bruised from the surgery. I had to relearn how to swallow. And wow. that, was, uh, that was actually one of the most annoying things when you're in intensive care. See, I was so thirsty. Because obviously you're getting everything through the feeding tube and your nose, which is horrific. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm really, really thirsty. Can I have a drink? And they wouldn't physically let me drink. All, all I had was a sponge that I could suck on oh. and then spit out. Oh, wow. Which is not a way to hydrate yourself, right? <laughs> it's not the same as having
4: a refreshing drink. I promise you that much. So, so is this why you so, now have a really sexy, husky voice? It is. <laughs> Thank you for Yes, well,
0: yeah. you know.
2: Chris, you have a goal with your recovery for next year. What's that?
0: Oh, so the day I got out of, surgery, uh, of rehab, I proposed to my girlfriend, Daisy. Uh, <laughs> Daisy yes. yeah. So on May next year, I'll be uh, getting married. And the goal, like you said, is to be able to stand at the ceremony. So far, it's looking good it's but looking good. it's great yeah. Yeah. really good with leg braces so that that was my whole motivation for, how, for the rehab process. Well, see was. I
2: actually have a bone to pick with you now about, oh about your wedding. God. I think that it's very selfish of you and Daisy to yep. choose your own first dance song and um, because like you're obviously going to be dancing. Yeah. So we've been putting our heads together to come up with some of the most suitable songs oh, for please. you and Daisy. <laughs> 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 well we'll, yes, ju-
5: we'll, we'll, just, we'll just
2: play one, we'll just play one. Will your eyes still smell? Oh crap! Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I totally passed that up, didn't I? Okay,
0: hang on. We better leave that in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just play one. When your don't work like this this, <laughs> this, is the one.
0: I Believe it or not, This, I said to Daisy, we have to have this. So this is, this yeah. is. <laughs> not to ruin it, yeah. If Daisy's listening and she's like, (laughs) that was meant to be a surprise. But but this is is what we're having. It has has to be.
2: be. We will claim that as a win for Spinal Crap. crap. Um, There you go. Okay, brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, you also had um, an accident. Tell us what happened to you.
1: Yeah, my accident was very mundane um, compared to... Many I sort of wish it was more exciting but uh I would we had it was the first day I arrived on holiday after working solidly for months um and uh the very first afternoon I fell um within our apartment from uh the terrace onto the terrace below and the apartment itself was built on the top of a old block um with lots of stairs, though, so they ended up having to get fire aerial appliances in to get me down because they couldn't take me down the stairs. And then I was helicoptered to Barcelona and operated on the next day. Mm -hmm. And then I spent about uh, 10 days in Barcelona, mainly on morphine, so reasonably sanguine about the situation. (laughs) And then got Air Ambulance, happily mine paid by insurance. Um, yeah. Though I don't know. I think Take that. Yeah. <laughs> at least right I got to enjoy my air holiday. Air <laughs> yeah. Because I was expecting a rather plush executive jet and it felt more like an old camper van. On the <laughs> at
2: least you didn't have to buy nine seats. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and then I was in hospital in London um, for two months at the... Wellington and getting some rehab there, basically waiting for it to come up the waiting list for the London Spinal Centre at Stanmore. I got to there in October and then was finally discharged in mid-January.
2: Okay, great. And did you notice anything like where Rubes and Ian had said that they, there was a moment where they knew that there was, you know, a really... Big problem. When when did that
1: moment arise? Yeah, for you? Then I well, I knew there was a really big problem um, in Barcelona. Though, as I say, they had pumped me with so much morphine that I felt relatively optimistic about it. And I think, and uh, this carried on in London. I think they, at least with me, um, they try and manage the release of information. Um, So I was initially told that there was a problem and um, they couldn't be sure that I would walk again. Mm. Um, And then you get this thing where friends and relatives come in and say, try and move a toe. And then they say, oh, "Oh, we can see a toe moving. And They call the doctor and (laughs) the doctor says, yes, the toe's moving, because obviously the doctor, I guess, can't say say anything else (laughs) to this group of people. And then that sort of keeps a sufficient optimism bubbling along that, I guess, makes it easier to manage until they can get me into an air ambulance back. And then similarly, uh, until you get to Stanmore. As, soon as I got to Stanmore, I was told that there was a 2% chance I would get any movement back below the injury, and a 0% chance in the absence of a medical revolution that I would ever have any useful
3: movement. Those are quite life. specific. <laughs> yeah, the, the same things were told to me as well, exact really? same thing. We had that I conversation really? before, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we had the same com- um I had the same experience because when you're abroad, the doctors abroad, of course, they don't want to break the bad news to you. No. So no. when my parents were asking the doctor um, if I'm gonna walk again, he just kept on saying, "I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful." Yeah. But the way he said it, I knew he wasn't really gen- genuine. Yeah. And I was told when I got to Royal London that my chances were were very low. But I wasn't told that, but as soon as I got to stanford they're like, "Sorry." <laughs> not gonna happen.
2: <laughs> sorry, we shouldn't laugh, but we I actually laugh. No, sure I but, find yeah. it really frustrating that I couldn't get that kind of solid answer yeah, from somebody. Yeah. I was like, yeah. somebody yeah. just yeah. tell me if this is gonna happen
3: but or not. I guess yeah. it might depend on the nature of the inc- yeah. incidents, yeah. yeah. because mine Mark yeah. Mark's we both are very, have very similar yeah. injuries. where were you injured? What break? T twelve, uh, T eleven, sorry. Right, T eleven, okay. complete injury, and I believe Mark's T eleven as well, actually.
2: Gracie, there's a reason that I've left you to last because <laughs> yes. you know I always cry when you tell me your story. So, oh, to... <laughs> you don't need to cry, Ruth. Okay, right? Okay, so you, you hate the word
5: accident. Because it wasn't a bloody accident. Everyone is like, oh, I'm, you, know, how is, you know, how did your accident happen? An accident. I didn't accidentally walk into someone flying in the air.
3: So,
5: Do you know
2: what, our listeners are going to want to know what this is all about yeah. now, so why don't so, you tell us your story? Well,
5: it all started when I was um, so I was a medical student, and I was in fourth year, and I did a placement in Maidstone. And we just finished, and my friend said, oh, I want to do some shopping in a, I'm not going to name the shopping centre, mm-hmm. but a big shopping centre in East London. Um, <laughs> And um, she was like, okay, I'll drive you to London. We'll drop you off there. I'll go on to the tube station from there. So I said goodbye to her. I remember at the the kind of ground floor of the shopping centre. And I remember walking. I must have just walked for like less than a minute. Like, and then I just remember waking up. And I was just thinking it was really, really bizarre that I'd woken up because I'd, I'd just been awake and walking. Um... And I remember looking up. I was very lucid actually for a while. I remember looking up and it like it was really bright and white um, in the shopping centre. And I remember having a really similar feeling to Rubes and Ian, where I just it was like in a movie, you know, those where they say, "Oh my god, I can't feel my legs." And I remember screaming that um, at the. There was a police officer there that was um, kind of holding me, um, and I was actually really lucky as well because there were some final year. Uh, uh, medical students who were kind of holding my head in place but what i could kind of um piece together was that they were telling me that i'd i'd been hit basically and i remember hearing that there was a man c- kind of next to me and they were telling him oh you've fallen from a, a great height so i sort of realized that someone had fallen on me i later find, found out that this man had jumped from the third floor and just landed directly onto me.
4: So was this in the shopping centre? Yeah. Inside it. Yeah. Wow. And so you broke his fall.
5: Yes.
2: So like you're like a modern day superhero I saving his life, aren't you? Saving his life. First yeah. life I've ever saved.
5: So that's something.
2: There you go. Well, that's good for a medical student. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <exactly. laughs> <laughs> <Well>, you <know, laughs> Your first success. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't how you <laughs> expected to do it. it as a medical student, how do you think that your experience of having this injury has kind of shaped or changed your plans for your career?
5: I I was just really shocked. At, um, I don't know, you know, you spend your whole time in medical school on the other side of the bed. And then when you're in one, I kind of, I just was shocked at how vulnerable i felt and how unsafe i felt at times and how a lot of the doctors were brilliant but some i really felt really uncomfortable with and um yeah it was just a big uh shock to the system really um how kind of patients can be treated and how i think when i when you're a medical student you always think oh the doctor's right though he you know they know best but a lot of the time I felt really... Um,
4: when you say okay. uncomfortable, we didn't trust what they were saying or we didn't have faith yeah, in them? Yeah, or... I
5: didn't trust what they were saying sometimes or I didn't mm. trust how they were kind of saying these things. I felt like a lot of them lacked much empathy or understanding. Yeah, um, yeah
3: completely. You can be a better doctor now.
5: Thanks, for Do you think it will make you a
2: better doctor? Of
5: course. I, like, I, f- I feel like I actually understand what it's like to be a patient for three months or I'd like be stuck in a bed and yeah. kind of... Um, yeah, just know what kind of chronic pain feels like and kind of uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot. You can of put things. yourself in
1: the patient's
0: shoes, really, exactly. can not you? That's the ideal. Yeah,
5: yeah. Doctor, really, I hope it? so.
1: Guess Gosh. the patient will feel more confident in you as well.
5: I hope so. If, I think that's what I've heard as well from other uh, doctors that are in wheelchairs that patients seem to trust them more because they can. A lot of people have their own issues and health issues, but m- mine is so obvious that they can clearly see I've been through something. Yeah, it's yeah. quite a big scar. <laughs>
2: and you want to work with children, don't you?
5: Yes, and now I'm at their height, so I think. It's- <laughs> <laughs> like Great. I
2: think that um, I have the least. I'm. Yours is even dramatic compared to me, Mark. Um, <laughs> I basically woke up paralysed and so or with numbness it turned into paralysis quite quickly um, and I have what's called cauda okay aquinas. you must
1: win the prize yeah the boring <laughs>
2: um, so I have cauda equina syndrome which I was told was a really rare condition but when you hang out in spinal mm. units long enough you so find out, find it's, out it's, it's not actually bad. that no. rare it's certainly not as rare as you know men falling from the sky mm. or you know breaks to the neck from headering a football or whatever um, so yeah I mean this was just a different type of, of injury did you have that.
4: sort of back Pain beforehand. I've had back
2: pain. I'd had surgery back in two thousand and nine, and so I've had kind of on and off back pain for years. So it was something that I'd always kind of lived with. But on that particular occasion, I had had a little bit, but it wasn't. There was no red flags until that until that day, and then it just it it happened all of a sudden. You know, it was really really short space of time, and I got it in a slightly higher level than where it normally arises. So that's how I ended up being in Stanmore for so long. I think that a lot of the people that I met who had it were in for a few weeks after they'd been to the acute hospital and things like that. So yeah, yeah. um I just got a, a pretty horrible case of it. But but like like what you guys were saying about the percentages and stuff at the beginning they told me that they didn't think that I'd walk again. And No, I was
4: I was told the sign. I was told them and never, now like again. you, Ian yeah, yeah. as well, I'm
2: walking with a stick. So um how long ago was that? They that was fifteen months. Fifteen months ago. Yeah. So um I think yeah I think that there's always hope regardless of, of what they tell you.
3: I think, yes, there is hope, but at the same time, it's important to adjust your life and like learn how to live in a wheelchair and at the same time have that hope in you yeah. rather than being either, I'm yeah, going to yeah. go back to walking or I'm yeah, always yeah, going to yeah. be stuck. Mm. Like be yeah. It's yeah. that
4: positive men's latitude, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, you know, we've spoken about before. I yeah. think you just need to be positive of some kind. It, you know, it's hard. So if it happens, <laughs> yeah. it no, happens. If yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it's then not,
3: it's not, it goes on.
4: That's, you could never say that was easy important. to be positive at all when you've got a spinal cord injury. But, um, yeah, yeah, we, but we, had, we all we, are though. We we, all well, are. we've all had our moments, put it that way. But yeah, yeah we have our we're, moments
2: we're, on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> that is very true.
2: But, I mean, we
3: but overtly, be, we are positive. We wouldn't yeah, be normal if we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like even spinal cord injuries are rare. Mm, like, if yeah. you look at the statistics, compared to other, like I don't know, cancer or something, spinal cord injuries are quite rare mm. and complete paralysis as well. So we are unlucky and lucky at the same time. All of us, I guess. Because
2: can you imagine where we'd be? You know, if it was. 50, 60 years ago and we didn't have modern medicine and we'd all have been dead within hours. You know, we all would have gone into renal failure and all these things. So, and, and, you know, all of the advances that have been made over the last 50 or 60 years have meant that we can sit around a table and have conversations about being positive mm. instead of being stuck in a building somewhere and yeah. never, you know, have an opportunity to leave it again. So yeah.
5: have you seen the they, pictures of Stanmore like yeah. from 50 years no, ago? No, it's it's a- shocking. Patience yeah, you know, kind of in like don't they? yeah. and they're outside it's awful. <laughs> I mean we can lead such
2: normal lives now compared mm. to compared to what they did, just slightly adjusted. <laughs> guys, so we have a game, and we're going to play this every week now for the next six weeks. um, And it's called, The Wheelie Clever Quiz. Nice. (laughs) Now, so we have some visual parts to this game, which will be put up on our social media every week after the show. Mm -hmm. So um, make sure to have a look on that, anybody who's listening, um, and you'll see exactly what we're all laughing about. So what's going to happen is, every week, during The Wheelie Clever Quiz, I'm gonna ask everybody a question. And I'm going to be describing something that one of the group have done or an experience they've had or something about them. You have to guess what member of the group I'm talking about. If you get it right, you get a point on the Wheelie Clever Quiz leaderboard. Nice. (laughs) Okay, a picture of which will be on social media. But your points come in the form of these wonderful pictures that I prepared earlier. Oh, God. Check on social media, everybody. Uh, There's Rube's, your picture. <laughs> <laughs> and these are all using beautiful pictures from the interspinal unit games. Oh, that is
1: beautiful. You look know, really
2: nice. <laughs> <laughs> you look like that wheelchair got slightly stuck oh up your my bum. God, it's very blue-pleated, isn't it? Ian, so this is celebrating the fact that you're now on a stick. <laughs> Love it, and um, Chris, where did I put you? Oh, Chris, giving it his best blue steel. Is
0: it the world's tallest one? Oh yeah, like, beautiful.
2: And I have Look a very balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris <laughs> is back with balance. It is my back with balance. <laughs> Thank you. And then because Gracie is a real life superhero. Yeah.
3: Oh, oh my
5: god! <laughs> that's that beautiful! I think you're wearing a helmet. Yeah, well, I, I reckon <laughs> that, you know,
3: if you're
2: going to have people Safety falling out first. of the sky on you, you really should go around in a <laughs> yeah, helmet I mean, anymore. That's right. Um, So, to get your picture, your beautiful pictures, up on the Wheely Clever Quiz leaderboard, am I going to be able to say that I really time?
3: don't want this picture up there, so I'm not <laughs> guessing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. You need to get your question right. And then, Ooh. at the end of the six weeks, the prize, to end all prizes, you get to be called Wheelie Clever. I think that's <laughs> really good. Really good. <laughs> it's a bit like an OBE, but better. better yeah. 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 Okay, cool.
1: A WC. No, a w- it's better, it's
2: better. <laughs> whatever it is, it's better. It's like s- s- wood. Awesome yeah. oh, okay, so. Um, let's kickstart it off. So, Chris, here's a question for you. Okay, this member of the spinal crap team could ride a unicycle before the injury.
4: Ooh, Ooh.
0: requires good balance. He has good balance. Yeah. Well, you rode a motorcycle in you Ian? so naturally, yeah, obviously not the got the good balance because I came <laughs> off it. <laughs> I think. I think. I think Grace might be a, a good shout as well. You look like someone with very good balance. Mm. Hmm. I think it's between, yeah, Ian and Grace, I well, think. What, Rubes or Mark? Or Ruth?
2: Oh, well, I'm not in, because I know everybody's answers. So, oh, yeah, okay. that wouldn't oh, have okay. been fair, so She's just all of you master. guys. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a, a a guess. I'm going to go with, I think it's Ian.
2: I think it's Ian. I do. Oh, Ian, you're going to have to do Mr... Wrong.
4: No, actually... Go Angie. on.
3: Can
2: I do it?
0: Go on, yeah. No. Okay,
4: go. Is yeah. it, Grace? it Grace? Wrong, it was Grace. It was actually Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't I definitely it. knew it was a I don't believe <laughs> it. wasn't
4: <laughs> me. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I looked into so your eyes and I believed. did,
4: yeah.
2: But, uh, so that's awesome. Chris Nolpwin. Uh, Rubes, question for you. Which of the gang has been mugged by a seagull?
3: <laughs> that's definitely Mark. I don't need to think about it. Think about it.
2: Do we think it's Mark? Hundred percent. Chris, do you want to give us a correct or incorrect there? It's
0: unfortunately. A-
3: oh no! Who oh. was right. it? Wasn't?
0: It was me.
4: <laughs> and when was it?
3: <laughs> I was
0: at first day of university. I went to university on the coast, and I queued up for an hour for a tuna baguette on like you know the first day of Freshers' Day or whatever, um, and I sat down. From the entire university campus, this monumental seagull (laughs) sat next to me on its beak, knocked it out of my hands, picked the entire baguette, or the the baguette, sorry, and flew off. (gasps) What course was a seagull doing to be at (laughs) university? I I don't know. And everyone was like, Did you just get mugged by a seagull?
5: And I was like,
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Another elf spent in the queue.
3: (laughs)
5: Not tuna this
4: time. Believe it. What a great first
5: impression. Sorry.
4: Did you eat it inside this time?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have ever since yeah. <laughs> Knowing how distracted Mark is, I thought it was Mark, he was just yeah. on his phone yeah. or something.
2: Okay, next question is for you, Mark. Um, which member of the Spinal Crap team once ran up to a female friend in a bar and motorboated her, then realized it wasn't actually his friend.
1: Oh. Ah, uh, oh. I would think that would be Rubes.
2: I would have said really? Rubes. Uh, we'll never do that to I'm, a lady. I'm too respectful to no. <laughs> Is Rubes your final answer? Oh yes. <gasps> and
4: No, it was me. Of yeah, We knew, I knew I that. Yeah. We all knew yeah. it was. True, yeah. true. <laughs> I so so what the hell was her on to say? Was she livid when you <laughs> she was
0: came very surprised. Yeah, well. Well,
4: as was I, because when I did it and I looked up, oh, yeah, oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it almost sank to my knees in disbelief, going, you know, sheer horror. Yeah, yeah. but her reaction wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So, you get um, Yeah, I didn't know. No. She sort of just coyly laughed and said, "I think your friends are over there." Oh, <laughs> who were absolutely that could have <laughs> <laughing. laughs> This yeah. girl didn't yeah.
2: end up being Stacy by any chance? No, it didn't. She <laughs> <No, no, it laughs> didn't marry no. you years that was later. A long time before. That <laughs> okay, Gracie, we need to get one up on the um, on the board. How nice would that be? Yeah. Um so um question for you, Grace. Which member of the Spinal Crap team failed miserably at the interspinal unit games and only came second in tennis? <laughs> oh
0: that's a deep blow. That's a deep blow. Chris, oh. Chris
2: Keogh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> final oh, answer, Bruce. Grace. It was Rubes, right? Of course it was Rubes! <laughs> Rube. said yeah.
2: yeah. Rube. You were so very angry. Angry. <laughs> was very angry. Gracie gets our first, um, I will blue tack that are I Are
4: thing. you going to explain what the situation was there, Rubes, by the way? Because I think I actually remember this quite yeah. well. I think I went Same over it.
3: I don't want to get my PTSD back from <laughs> <my> PTSD. <laughs> I, I generally did have dreams about it, but I'm over it now. <laughs> <laughs> we will better leave it there than yeah, just three months case. later. Yeah, yeah.
2: So when you say PTSD, what are your triggers?
3: Uh, tennis. <laughs> 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 <Tilly Simulia>. Wimbledon <laughs> right now. We're <It's> too close <laughs> to Wimbledon. So.
2: Okay, and the last question is for Ian to get your little old man up on the board. Which member of the Spinal Crap team will dance to this song at his wedding?
4: Oh, I like it. Would it like would it, it be Mr. Keo by any chance? Sorry, sorry, sorry.
2: Keo. Ooh, okay, so we Your now have Gracie so easy, and right Ian up on the board. Okay, and that's enough of that for this well, episode. Well, um, so yeah, Gracie you and...
4: really seen me on a unicycle, I could, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> Really? Yeah, clown. <laughs> clown. So Thanks, Gra- yeah, Gracie and Ian have one point each. Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah, well, we yeah, well, well, oh, ding ding oh, ding oh, ding oh, ding. Yeah. Very, good, is that very good, very good. week, we're going to be giving little nuggets of wisdom that we picked up since our injuries. So today, because we've been talking about um, getting our injuries and, and being newly injured, I wanted to ask you, what's the most important piece of advice that you can give to somebody who's newly injured? And this is especially for people who are maybe listening in spinal unit right now and don't quite yet see the light at the end of the tunnel. So,
5: Grace? Uh, my big advice would be would just be that it gets better. God, I think I think I would never have imagined when I was sitting in that ward that I would be able to just live a, a life and kind of go places and travel and have fun again and be with friends again. It feels very… Do you do all these things? <laughs> I do
3: You need friends to do the all.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Um,
5: yeah, I think just be open. Open to all of the challenges and just try and learn as much as possible when you're on the ward. And that, yeah, it does get better. Ian?
4: Yeah, I think Grace said that towards the, uh, towards the end. I think ask lots of questions. Uh, learn as much as you possibly can about your situation and talk to others. I think the biggest thing for me was talking to other people in my, in my ward, on my unit, in my bay. Because um, we all helped each other out. And that was sort of what it was all about, really. So just ask lots of questions.
3: Rubes. Um. <coughs> sorry. Find something to do because I feel like when you're busy, you don't even think about it sometimes because you like let's say I play sport, for example, like I go into tennis after after the injury and it just keeps me busy. Like when you when you're competing with someone else, it's the same as before. Like you're still putting your hundred percent effort to win that point and you're putting your everything in it. So you don't really think I'm disabled while you play sport because you're at the same level as the other person.
2: Even when they're beating you.
3: Even even when you're losing <laughs> them, yes. It's even when uh, you lose them, you still, you still started at the same level. And I guess when you're busy, you don't think about it. Because like when you drive, for example, like I can drive now. It's like I never thought that I would be able to drive because I didn't know hand control existed. And I think it's important to also research what you can do after the injury because I don't know about everyone else here, but I was really ignorant about spinal cord injury before my… Because before my injury, like, I just thought people can't walk anymore, and I didn't know about the end, all, all, all the other problems. But there's so much more into it.
2: Okay, so, cool. Um, Mark,
3: Uh
1: I've probably done it all the wrong way, um. So I'm not sure I'm the best person to give advice, but I would say take advantage of everything that is at the spinal center um including unlike me going to the gym outside your physio sessions because i mean if you have a uh, if you are a complete paraplegic then um your upper body strength completely determines whether um uh you will be uh independent or to what degree um Use the, but also use the social opportunity to um, talk to and make friends with the other people in the unit. Because once you get out, nobody, whether they're over sympathetic or under sympathetic, nobody will really understand what you have gone through and are going through Very other true. than yeah. other people with a spinal injury. And finally, try and um, get as much help from the case managers there while you're in, because it will be a big shock going out. It's like rehabilitation starting again. Um, if you think you have a legal case from the injury, then talk to solicitors while you're there because they will arrange a case manager and, and my number is five. <laughs>
2: <bye-bye. laughs>
3: Funded. So But once com. you're
1: out, if you're your own case manager on top of uh, trying to live with a completely different body in a strange environment, then everything you have to do is going, you're going to find pretty overwhelming. Grace.
2: Okay, thank you. And Chris, what
0: was your advice? Um, I think mine is like don't hold anything in or don't bottle it up. I didn't cry uh, about the whole situation until I got to Stanmore, um, and you know it all sort of hit me really quickly. And I, I literally just had like one evening with my dad's where sort of all hit me, and I just sort of let it all out and just cried for about an hour straight with my dad, and mum, and everything like that. And I think once I sort of got that out of my system, and I'd really hit right, right at the right at the bottom of, of I guess, my my mental sort of frame um it was only upwards from there and i felt actually i felt fantastic after it and really was able to sort of pick myself up rather than have this all this uncertainty about you know where i am sort of in my mental frame trying to act like the big tough man once i really sort of accepted it and just let it all out of my system um you know yeah like i said it was just really upwards from there so just don't be afraid to, to let it out it's a serious thing that's happened to you and it's nothing no, no point acting like nothing's really happened something has happened just don't be afraid to let it out
2: I think that's really important and mm. um, very good and then my my bit of advice would be to always have a goal always have something that you're working towards mm. um and if you find it difficult to set that yourself talk to your physios or your healthcare professionals mm. to try and to try and suss something out but if you don't really have a goal you don't know what you're working towards so, so um that would be mine mm. um so we've come to the end of the show and um there's going to be plenty more time to to talk further in, in the next few weeks. Um, but uh, next week, we're going to be talking more about sport and we'll be talking about the interspinal unit games and the role that sport has played in our lives since our injuries and in our... Uh, rehabilitation and our recoveries. Hopefully, Rubes will get some tennis practice in between now and then.
4: He's Wimbledon,
2: Rubes, so you know. and of course, we'll be playing more of the Wheely Clever quiz, and we'll be finding out more suggestions for Chris and Daisy's first dance. So brilliant, love it. We'll see you all then. So Thanks everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs>
5: Thanks for listening to this is spinal crap and thank you to our sponsors coloplast if you like this week's show please be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media